Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Roger, Roger. As always, I'm Derek. This is Charles here, guys. Super excited to get into another episode of Star Wars Visions here on Visions Tuesday on the Roger Roger podcast. Yeah, we're uh, reaching the finish line for Visions episodes. I'm a little mm-hmm. sad about this. I like I enjoy, uh, you know, watching them again a second time because I binge them really quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've been purposely withholding my viewing of these until close to when we record so it's been weeks and weeks and weeks self-control since uh visions has come out it's been six weeks now since the record since you know the air date to this when this episode releases so it's like wow really having to delay and i've been looking forward to this one from the beginning for a whole lot of reasons and um we'll have to i guess get into it when we're ready but yeah we're talking about the elder well, I think that's a perfect place to start. Um, why were you looking forward to this one from, you know, the get-go? Was it a trailer? Was it um, well, it was, something we it said It was in the our studio. Research? It was the animation mm-hmm. studio, right? Which um, they also did the twins, right? Yes. This right. is, uh, you know, they also did uh, Kill the Kill, mm-hmm. uh, Darling and the Franks. Um, Right, uh, Studio Trigger, right? Academia. Yeah, they, they're a big, lot of big names coming out of there. Right, so that was the first reason. And then from the little I saw in like, the trailers and things, that I don't know, the Elder, that character design kind of caught my eye and my attention. Mm-hmm. So between those two things, I, I was pulled in. And this idea of like this ominous older warrior posing as a threat had some good opportunities for some good duels and you know i'm a sucker for some good lightsaber oh yeah so uh that's what brought me here this had um i i don't know this might have my favorite duel of the what yeah i really like favorite duel i really like how it looks you know maybe not you know it was shorter it wasn't uh, the entire episode so i'm kind of you know removing the duel from this <laughs> i was know. gonna say like what happened to the duel well which that's to the me whole has episode, the best you know duel. what i mean <laughs> yeah but i mean like if you second put it, best duel yeah I, well that's kind of it it's a league of its own but i'm comparing it more to like the ones we saw in um uh, the episodes you haven't seen yet uh-huh. and the ninth jedi stuff like that that are not the entire story it's just a piece of the actual I don't know. yeah i was episode. gonna say i like the duel i like the ninth jedi and then maybe the elder comes in at three for a lightsaber duel for me interesting uh, but i don't know i like uh, toby I... also toby had a great duel so yeah, it did you can't knock it it was well choreographed um toby flips around i mean yeah they they did a, a the star wars justice i gotta say here's what i'll say about this episode it was totally opposite of the twins the twins was like manic and crazy and like huge the guy was riding an x-wing chopping a star yeah. destroyer in half and this one was very stoic and slow and contained so i appreciate seeing the just the spectrum of content that's coming out of this studio is very very impressive that being said i'm wonder if i'm wondering if this episode was too stoic and too slow for me um i i kind of get what you're saying but i think that was done intentionally that's kind of the yeah. vibe and the purpose of it you know we start with a little you know very obi-wan young obi-wan and qui-gon feel mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I um, love every... the master and apprentice dynamic. Yeah. To me, mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know, we're seven episodes in now, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, no one's really explored this master apprentice dynamic that we get so much of in Star Wars, and we, none of these visions episodes have really done that. So I was really excited mm-hmm. when this We've opened. We've had a lot of masters that have lost apprentices, or mm. apprentices that have lost masters. I think we had two or three. Right. Padawans I mean, if you count Toby, Jedi. and then yeah. you have Tatooine Rhapsody, he was an apprentice. He was a Padawan. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, masked Jedi. She became Yeah, from um, the village bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a f- little bit of that. But this one is very traditional. Like, they're in the Jedi robes. They're traveling through hyperspace. And they're just shooting the breeze. Like, it's a Quentin Tarantino film. Although, um, <laughs> there's a lot of exposition in this that a Quentin Tarantino movie wouldn't have. I was expecting them to talk about a Royale with cheese. But instead, they're like, oh, you seem pretty obsessed back there about the going around. And it's like, oh, I'm excited to get to the outer rim. <laughs> I can't wait to well, see what's out there. <laughs> it's less exposition than the exposition twins. I mean, yeah. Yes. So I'm happy that they and fixed look, that. you gotta tell some, you gotta tell a story somehow in 15 minutes. Yeah, so you I'm gotta not get the information out there. Mm. Yeah. But so that was. But yeah, cool. right off the bat, I love these characters and I oh, love yeah. this dynamic, and I think they really tapped into a cool part of Star Wars that uh, we don't get much of in this series. So this is actually placed pre Episode One. Hmm. That's uh, I did not where know that. they when because when they, they said the Sith had been it. like super old, yeah. I figured it was like far in the future. But mm-hmm. I guess right before it makes sense too. Yep. So, the, I mean, non-canon, obviously, but yeah, that's yeah. where they kind of placed it, um, which I thought was a neat idea, because, again, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon vibes. We get him sensing something in hyperspace. I thought that was kind of cool, and he was like, that's weird. I haven't felt anything like that ever. Yeah, and he's like, so, it's been hundreds of years since the Sith have been destroyed, which, I don't know, for whatever reason, made me think it was in the future, but I like that it's, you know pre-episode one those are exciting well that's times. canon that's yeah you know the sith either killed themselves or there was a, a the, uh, there was a big war they not um right no, it, it makes sense i just didn't i was just so many of these took place in the far distant future that i didn't even think of yeah. it but no it's it's a great setting great dynamic and it introduces our first theme also which i find interesting which is this idea of um seeking out aggression and and conflict because you have the apprentice being like if it's sith we'll go find him and destroy him and the in the master's like the uh be careful like no matter how confident you are a jedi does not seek out aggression and i right. think that's the first seedling of the main theme of the story because you have the elder all he does is like ah finally a new opponent like a worthy opponent like he's seeking aggression purely just to fight that's kind of the embodiment of his whole character yeah he's like lawful evil which is you know kind of cool you don't see a character like that too often it's always like you know chaotic evil or you know but he's like by the book like i'm just here to find a stronger opponent and i've been waiting a hundred years 200 who forgot how long uh to just you know which is Mm kind of cool i agree i think it's very cool and it's the development of a theme, which I think some of these Visions episodes struggle to do, and I think this one even struggles a little bit, and we'll get into that as we go through the plot, but I, at least it's kind of there from a storytelling perspective. I was like, okay, that's cool, and then it gets into these things about Jedi and Sith that we've talked about from watching the movies that we've seen so far, and 
uh, like the flaws or the perks for each side and it, it just kind of taps into that which I thought was very cool and mm-hmm. just an, an interesting piece of Star Wars that I really liked yeah they also talk about um, you know the, the Elder mentions how the Sith you know have killed themselves off basically or they were and it's a little you know dive into the lore about why yeah. this so doesn't really identify Sith as a Sith either yeah which... he's kind of like elevated himself past the you know the it, it's kind of cool because he's you know like what the Jedi should have done is kind of elevate themselves past their like dogma and their hang-ups and all the weird culty stuff and become mm-hmm. who they should ele- you know who they should be he's like he took all the weird religious aspects out of it and the the indoctrination and just like being evil for being evil and mm-hmm. took it out so he's like just past Sith, which is also an idea that we see in Legends sometimes with, like, Grey Jedi, or Mm -hmm. like, what the Jedi Order eventually should be, or what, you know, non-Palpatine Sith. Because he gets into some interesting things in his dialogue, and we can get into that when we encounter him later on in the plot, but he mentions things like, oh, they're too busy, like, trying to out-scheme each other that they lost track of, like, actually going out and what we're supposed <laughs> to be doing killing people yeah, yeah. like finding right. that next fight he's like goku he's like oh great finally a worthy opponent i'm excited right. so it's like okay interesting right instead of that rule of two with you know palpatine and plagueis and plagueis and whoever and they right. all they do is scheme and they kill yeah. each other and but he's then like, when That's you stupid. to flip it now we were just talking about the sith side let's look at the jedi side because mm-hmm. you they say this line the jedi must find balance and stillness and that's like their creed and that's kind of what this episode's about as well like even in the fight scenes in the end are very balanced and calm and calculated but the padawan kind of struggles with that and the master who i would say if i was going to compare him to anyone it would be qui-gon this idea of this commitment to balance and stillness and being kind of out on the outer rim encountering these things having that kind of power and serenity and these are kind of warning signs for the Jedi now that we're placing it pre-episode one it's like talking about seeking aggression and losing balance and not being still you're being generals in a war and you're trying to take over the republic (laughs) to to govern the republic it's 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 um, very interesting to see that 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 disruption and like these kind of warning signs highlighted in this episode. And I think like visions does a good job of exploring what it means to be a Jedi by kind of going out of the bounds and still trying to hold on to some of those themes. Like we saw with the village bride and this connection to nature and being able to respect the force without actually being powerful. And then when you are powerful, when do you fight? Like these are all very interesting yeah. things. And I think that, kind of that theme continues in this one of this idea of being stoic and fighting when you need to but always from a place of balance and not from a place of aggression and that's a really important distinction that gets blurred sometimes on purpose in the movies when you have characters like Anakin Skywalker yeah and to to comment on that there's also um a trend of who can be a jedi and like what does it mean to be a jedi we see that in um one of the later episodes we see it in toby we see it in the village bride and uh, i think that is like you said one of the best things vision has has done it's really look at jedi through a different lens and Mm -hmm. what they could be what they should be and that's something we don't really get a lot in canon star wars so it's 
Uh, and it's something that would be a re more of an issue, I think, in the galaxy. This would be coming up more, well, until they're all dead. But, hmm. uh, <laughs> but and so right. I really like that we explore some of this. Yeah, I agree completely. And what's interesting to, to continue moving along the plot is they go to this planet, which I forget the name of it, Ho Hab Habo? Hobo, something like that. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's Habo. Yeah. And for some reason, the Master Jedi has been there a few times, which I find odd. But basically, it's like this is another one of these settings, these um, planets that kind of live in peace on the outskirts. And uh, they're, they're uh, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting setting. And again, it's very like this Ronin-style japanese village homage it's a very traditional like rural japanese town uh mm -hmm. that you would see in many animes which is kind of cool that you're like oh now this is just like a little farming town in the you know rural japan not much is going on and usually in those animes nothing much goes on at the slice of lifey here mm -hmm. we have a sith hiding out and uh, two jedi show up so that that's a really cool i love that and it's yeah. kind of slow because it you know the trope there is that this town is slow nothing goes yeah. on and that kind of feels like that and the tension kind of rises a little bit yeah, they so, do a good job with yeah. the tension like the opening scene is just a view of hyperspace with some ominous music when they land it's these dark misty hills and there's some some ominous music as well some na, 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 and a flute going wee, wee, wee. <laughs> so you like you know that they're uh, they're walking into something a bit ominous but the village people seem nice yeah make some friends with the kids they're quite shy apparently and so it's like they're the jedi are, but they're doing a good job of connecting with the people and the padawan is kind of warming up to the kids and winning Learning, them over trying, which yeah. is a good little character moment as well like these little bits and pieces that you're able to work in in a very short 15 minute story anything you can do to develop the character is always appreciated so little moments like these i thought were were quite charming and endearing for the for our main character i think his name is dan dan the padawan so yeah, it's not really a Star Warsy name. No, Dan. <laughs> hey, Dan. Oh, great. Um, yeah, and then we get to see the Sith ship, which I think it's great design. It looks it's awesome. It's super cool, and they kind yeah. of highlighted that in the behind-the-scenes extras for this episode. Yep. How they brought in a designer to do character work and the work on the ships specifically. They kind of outsourced that to a some sort of famous artist and. I thought they did a fantastic job. Yeah, I mean the Sith, uh, the Sith ship, and the Elder—you could tell specifically have just such a, a a perfect look. You know, I guess we'll we'll get to him later. But the Sith ship—it's like it kind of reminds me of like a Sith holocron. It's 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 just great, and you got the red and black, of course. Um, but so now we have one of the stupid things of the episode where they split up and yeah. they obviously take the wrong roles. And yeah, yeah. Well, that, here's the thing, you know, though. They Again, they're trying to work in this seeking aggression pattern, yeah. right? They're like, oh, like the smart thing to do is to just wait. We know he's going to come back. We don't want to miss him. We'll stay together. Like, this is what we'll do. And then the Padawan's like, oh, we should, how about we split up and I'll go into the mountains. That way we'll definitely run into him. And then the master's like, you want to go up to the mountains because your chances of running into him are higher, right? And he's like, well, maybe, but 
I'm also better with mountain terrain, you know. <laughs> I'm the best like, person uh-huh. for the job. And then the master was like, okay, okay. Like, he's like, I don't want to climb a mountain. <laughs> well, he's like, don't count me out just yet, but fine. You know, I think yeah. the master's understating his powers and his abilities. You know, he's being a little humble here. Um, but he's like, uh, don't provoke the animals. Don't provoke the guy like just send out a signal and i'll be and i'll be there kind of a thing which is like oh yeah this isn't gonna go wrong at all this is gonna be totally fine (laughs) never split up Mm -hmm. so yeah i love that whole dynamic between padawan and master they're climbing the mountain and again it's got this very cinematic not very star warsy but still very cinematic score it's like where the is yes bum 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 Boom, and then you got the thing was like, <laughs> so you're like, oh, it's like a, it's like a classical piece that we're listening yeah. to right now. So I, know, I, I thought have it a was feeling cool. that this is, it's a maybe music similar to a traditional form of Japanese media. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were more versed in that, maybe we would see more of the homage. But that was just kind of the vibe I got. That yeah. there's something there that we're missing, but I kind of get it. Because, like, this right. little Japanese town, I'm sure, it, I kind of feel like this episode is a referencing something that I'm not 100% sure what it is, you know what I mean? Right, right, I agree. I, I, but it kind of reminds me of the duel a little bit in terms of the setting. It, it, yeah. It's got very strong prequel vibes, but it's also got very strong, like, Ronin Samurai movie vibes. Of course, the animation style in these two shorts is very, very different. Uh, in the duel, it was black and white, almost like manga style animation. And here in this episode, The Elder, it's very like cinematic, full rich textures, yeah. full color, like everything, um, which I think is really cool. Also, I mean, they did such a great job with these character designs and the setting. I just love it. And um, th- at the, at this point, they split up and everything starts to layer, right? The master discovers the ship and he's like, Oh, it's definitely uh, <laughs> nobody else has definitely a, a Sith. Yeah. And then he's like, I've got a bad feeling about this. And I was like, Oh, they said it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, um, and that was one that wasn't cringy. Cause sometimes when they right, put in, something, right. I think they, they, yeah. they just snuck that in there. You know? Yeah. It was Cause like they did a lot thing. of those in the twins and they did oh, yeah. not land at all. It was like they did it on purpose. The twins was a lot. The twins was a lot. Yeah. But this one, it worked. (laughs) And then the Padawan discovers that animal that they were being warned about, and it was apparently killed by a lightsaber. A a Vamga, V-A-M-G-A, was the the beast. And its throat had been slashed with a clean cut by a lightsaber, which means that they were skilled and that they're carrying a lightsaber which is also not great so they're like okay whoever this elder is he's obviously a very dangerous opponent let's be careful and now we're over halfway into the story but the thunder claps and the elder has revealed himself and he's uh i love the character design of the elder it's one of the best that's you know in the entire um 
series, I right. really think. He's such a classical, like, he's like shriveled, lost his humanity. He's small and crunched because he's really old, but mm-hmm. he still has this immense power. It's yeah, very, when he takes uh, off his robe, yeah. his arms are super long. He's almost just like a vulture with his yeah. like, arm span. It, it's kind of cool. It's um, a look His eyes are, yeah. you know, there's no white in his eyes. They're all black with like the Sith irises, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. And then, and, um, uh, uh, and his uh, katana, his they're like they're probably not katanas because they're shorter mm-hmm. than normal lightsabers or a normal katana, but they're like half length, and he has two of them. Right, it's kind of like they, um, Leonardo, <laughs> right? What he has? Well, he has full length ones. These oh, are yeah. like half length, but um, it, it just looks he it, everything about. And when he's holding both of them like to the side, and they're both up, it right. it's just such right. a sweet. And he's moment. wearing all black, but he's got those little red braids in yeah. the hair that he has, which is super cool. Um, so let's get into this. Uh, he introduces himself. The Padawan says, are you a Sith or something like that? And the elder says, the Sith became far too obsessed with trying to outwit each other, which is kind of interesting and true. And he says it resulted in them completely neglecting their destiny. That's like a weird type of thing. Neglecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. We're neglecting their destiny. And so they are now extinct. So that's, um, that's an interesting kind of take on, on the Sith and this, and justifying this guy's existence. He's like, this is someone who's not interested in politics as much as just finding the next opponent and like reveling in the power of, yeah, fighting and and power and conflict and being a powerful force user (laughs) so uh, he right away wants to fight which is uh pretty ominous (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's cool a different like you get a different side of the sith Sith philosophy because we've had a lot of uh talks about the jedi philosophy and different types of where that goes and the problems the benefits and here we have you know we have our bane line of sith who go totally in the shadow, like outwitting each other, killing a master, killing apprentice, getting stronger, and then working things in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And I guess another side, a, a less um, manipulative version of the Sith is just pure power. Mm-hmm. Like, get rid of everything else, and being a Sith means being powerful, and that's all he cares about. And right. He doesn't, which is, you know, an interesting look at some of Sith philosophy. And then you also have stuff like Count Dooku or some Sith who actually weren't evil, Mm -hmm. um, which is also, you know, in legends and stuff. Um, But I like this kind of stuff and exploring more sides of that. He's also the full embodiment of pure aggression when it comes to being a force user. So when you look at characters like Anakin, who aggression became a part of their their downfall eventually like this guy his character is 100 percent aggression and what happens to him he uh, just seeks out an opponent that's too strong and he gets killed and that's the end of it you know he's he's become attached to no one he kills animals he kills people he all he wants to do is, is seek out violence and then ultimately the serenity of the Jedi way took him down pretty quickly. And that's kind of a main theme of this story. So it's like any time we see a character 
that's seeking out aggression in Star Wars, especially amongst the Jedi, and even the Sith too, they fall into these problems with their character of like, you know, they're venturing away. There's all these warning signs that come with that. And again, what it means to be a powerful Jedi uh, gets thrown around a lot. And I think it's explored in this when the Padawan is decides to take on this guy it kind of reminds me of of when anakin ran at dooku right like the same thing where the master was like run away like don't engage he's way too strong and then the padawan ignores and charges in and immediately gets yeeted (laughs) right right away so you're like whoa i didn't think he would just get stabbed straight (laughs) yeah i was like oh man they just killed this kid i know i thought that kid was dead too and then when he was like okay uh, i was kind of disappointed if i'm gonna be honest with you i think they should (laughs) have killed him um because i don't know how he survived that at all but whatever Right. It would right. have been a little more impactful, you know. I was genuinely surprised when that happened. So was I, but then they, you know, didn't follow through, which was lame. And that would have also been a really cool, you know, homage to episode one because instead of you know uh, Qui Gon dying, Obi Wan would die, you know, in their right. dynamic, which mm-hmm. is kind of just like a reversal. And that would have been, you know, lesson learned, or you know, they copped out, but whatever, still yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, and, there's a couple ways they could have okay. gone, but I feel like this bait-and-switch method that they did um, wasn't my favorite. I mean, they could still let him live because I love the dynamic between these two characters. We're not going to see him again. He's yeah. dead. It's more impactful <laughs> it's if he dies. It's you know? true. You have an opportunity to do that. and Right. Uh, but I just don't think that's what this episode was about. It's and not, yeah. There, there was this weird bit about, like, oh, I'm getting older, uh he's getting older we're not as powerful i was like okay whatever all, all that kind of talk seems kind of like anime power level talk yeah. to me but <laughs> more well, so the, than he, a theme yeah the elder gave off some of those vibes you know yeah. it's like well my power level is over two million <laughs> so it's like okay <laughs> like i whatever but um another interesting thing about the elder is that you can tell he's uh He's pretty in tune with the force. He saw these guys coming and he was like, oh, you're not the one that I'm seeking out. Like yeah. one of you is very powerful in the force. And unfortunately, it's not you. But if I kill you, maybe our master I'll will show him himself. Yeah. Right. Creepy. I liked it. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Like this character is very, very ominous and mm-hmm. uh, creepy. And the fact that he's just straight up like, look. I'm looking for the stronger guy. You're not him. I'll beat you. Like his confidence yeah. is is really cool. And well, he's been alive well. for hundreds of years, possibly. You know, he's right. just he deserves right. the confidence. And he's like, your defenses are futile. You know, your defeat is imminent. You're boring, mm-hmm. and he's just like toying with him. So very cool. Uh, now, did you you watched in Japanese, correct? Yes. So I've been watching all of these in um, both. Mm-hmm. And very interestingly, that um, the elder in the English version has a Yoda cadence. He speaks uh. very yeah, which is kind of a cool idea. You know, he's old. He's super powerful. He basically is. By the time of his death, he embodies the dark side. Where Yoda, when he kind of figured everything out after years of meditation and isolation, kind of embodied the light side. 
Mm -hmm. um, but he, you know, it took a long time to get there. So he's, you know, shriveled and cri uh, not crippled, but he's shriveled and hunched, and um, right. You have the, to the wonder. Is there. Kind right. Of you have to wonder, Yoda like some kind of. There's some kind of almost enlightenment to this character, right? Because he's oh, kinda, absolutely, he's yeah. unlocked some of this potential of fighting, mm -hmm. and that's he can focus on that and or clear sight. Yeah, right. he's very in tune with it. He re gets a read on the Padawan immediately, mm -hmm. and is like, "No, you're not the guy. Goodbye." And then he's just meditating on a rock, waiting for yeah. the master to show himself. And then the animators did not have to go out of their way to make it rain. But they did, and that it was works. cool. It was it's like so good. Yeah. they gave themselves so much more work doing that, but it's cool. <laughs> I, I respect that. Mm -hmm. So it's raining. It was now. the look it needed, you know. And then he's like, uh, and then all the first thing he says when the master walks up to him is like, he opens his eyes a little bit for meditation. He's like, better. You know, it's like <laughs> so cool. It's like, okay, yeah. I like this is this is better. You know, I'm getting there. It's been a while since I've. Had an opponent strong in the force to fight, so this will be uh, this will be good. And then the master doesn't say anything; he's just staring at him. So this again, this idea of serenity and balance versus aggression. It's like the Jedi don't don't uh, smack talk. <laughs> no, and if he even engaged in conversation, he might get angry. He knows yeah. that the Sith is going to try to say something. Hey, I just killed your Padawan. Right. LOL. Very Qui-Gon vibes he's where just, he's nope. just waiting to fight Maul, you know, he's just yeah. meditating, focusing on like Anakin. He's like, my powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. <laughs> he's just like, okay, well, we, we, we aren't getting any of that here, yeah. which, you know, it's, it's, a kind of Jedi I really like to see. So, without saying anything, they draw their sabers and they go into the duel, which apparently is your favorite duel. It's really good, man. You get the rain, you have the The rain effect on the lightsabers, too, was kind of interesting, yeah. where it was kind of the sabers would mist from the water I, I hitting the blades. The designs looked just. It, the art style it just looks so good you know it to me it looked the just how everything aesthetically looked right top the ninth jedi topped one of the fights we get later top um, the ninth jedi wow i think so yeah i'm not as a whole maybe not as a whole episode i don't know my episode order yet but i i enjoyed this fight it was simple it was clean it was really atmospheric i was getting and like obi-wan vibes in um in um, A New Hope, where he's fighting Vader and he just keeps his lightsaber out and his movements are very yeah. minimal and kind of blocky, um, which is like every move is like a very calculated like touch move kind of game mm -hmm. where they exchange a few parries and then back off and then go back in and back off. It, it's cool to see a guy who, again, these old... Ben Kenobi, right? Qui-Gon. These two characters are probably the most in tune with the Force in all of Star Wars. So when you have your master Jedi character emulating those two, you're sending a very strong message of like, this yeah. guy is like prioritizes connection with the force over everything which is not something it's it's kind of rare in the jedi that we're used to in the skywalker saga so it's cool to see and cool to see him in action and like you said with the fight i think they did justice in that where it's mm -hmm. like adding to his character of like doop doop do he makes the two-handed blocky motions yep. whereas anakin was very like one-armed over the head like 
just bludgeon you to death the power <laughs> this guy is just very no, patient that's, that's <laughs> such a perfect example because once mm-hmm. you know the examples of um in more enlightened jedi your qui-gon your ben kenobi mm-hmm. your um you know we don't even see old yoda use a lightsaber right. uh, their their fighting style is different it's not you know, maybe it's just because they're old and that's part of it. But look at, you know, young Kenobi and old Kenobi's fighting style. They're totally different. And right. maybe we'll see some of that in the uh, in this new show when it comes out. Um, his fighting style changes after kind of becoming more in tune with, hey, you don't need to be this aggressive. Just be defensive. Wait for your opening. Use the force to feel out the fight and only strike when absolutely necessary don't use all these flourishes like that um you know you've seen the gif of the um anakin and obi-wan fight where they're just kind of like swinging the lightsabers for no reason at each other (laughs) right right over and over right right (laughs) just in like in flourishes like you get none of that and i think that is a a sign of a jedi who is more in tune with the light side in the way that you should be and there's a cool move where he they exchange a parry and the master just kind of gr- like grabs the uh, elder's wrist and like takes out his lightsaber and when they yeah. break off he's got it and then he just breaks it. He could have used it. He could have dual wielded, but he's like, "Get this out of here. This is not. Yeah. A, this is not <laughs> a serenity kind of weapon. This is an." Um, this is very it's so every, uncivilized, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the elders like, oh man, all I I wish I met you when I was younger. Like this is he's this obsessed. would be premium, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we if I could fight like we uh, really wanted to, right? But with the saber broken, he started to get mad when he realizes he's outclassed. That's when he whips out the blue lightning, which um, he's like, oh, that technique we haven't Looks seen that in a while, rain, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it looks fantastic. And then there's that cool moment where he dodges it in anime style. It's like running forwards yeah. with the saber over his head. I love that. And then, you know, they're locked in this very anime exchange of like lightning versus saber. And it's kind of in a lock. So that's pretty interesting. The Padawan tries to intervene, but he fails. Kind of interesting moment. But uh, how, again, we talked about this idea of being anti-aggression how does the master get the upper hand in this fight he turns off his lightsaber he disengages and by disengaging he's able to get underneath the elder's defenses and then re-engage which again brings this whole thing home about this theme of aggression in this episode that i thought was very well done for this as short as this fight is um that that single move of like disengaging like unexpectedly to get in to the defenses was very cool. Yeah, no, it's perfectly in theme. And I forgot to mention another example of a Jedi like that changes their style is uh, spoiler, but you sh- everybody should know it by now. Um, for Mandalorian season two, I'll give you a second. Okay, Luke in Mandalorian season two is very precise with his lightsaber swings, yeah. and that's maybe it's because Mark Hamill's older. But the style is slow; it's precise. It's right. You know, He's supposed to be then, another one that's kind of like transcended this. Right. This He's idea not doing flips. of force He's, connections. Right. It's and it, and I think that somebody has picked up on that, and I'm really happy about it. Hmm. 
Agreed you know, completely. Somebody in charge, you know. Or it's just coincidences that old guys have to f- swing the, the fake lightsaber <laughs> differently for just for the camera. So maybe it's a little bit of both, and older characters tend to be more enlightened in the Force. But um, I think we've seen it, and I think it's uh, something awesome that re- people should be paying attention to. So um, we have our Elder. He gets defeated, uh, turns to dust, which I really like, because he was so in tune with the Force, I believe he was just keeping himself alive with the dark side, and once that was that power was gone, he crumbled into the dust he should have been ages ago. I thought that was really cool. Yes, it was awesome, and he blows up his own ship at his last... His last uh... No witnesses. His last action. Yeah, leave no trace behind. Yep. Because the Sith is supposed to remain a mystery. So again, the ominous tone that persisted throughout this episode continues. And right. He's like, if I die, that's it. Nothing. Right. Right. There's, if if I don't cool, leave any, cool. if I don't leave any evidence behind, we can still potentially have more of us surprising people out there in the universe. You know, there's, there's no Well, proof. I think it was also something like his philosophies. Like, I lost. I am not the most powerful. My, I should be erased from existence. I, no memory of me. Right. I'm I also not, think it know, was kind of deserve, like a last bit know. of aggression, that last spiteful oh, thing yeah. of like, you can't get my ship. <laughs> yeah. Like, that ship's way too cool to give you to you. You can't get any information from me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like a vindictive move, uh, spiteful, and it kind of, you know, at right. least to me, showed me a little bit more of Sith philosophy on the, the uh, quote-unquote enlightened side, which is right. interesting. Exactly. And then they were talking about this is where they get into their like, oh, if I fought him when he was in his prime, the results may have been much different. And I'm not in my prime anymore. But then the Padawan's like, you defeated him. And he's like, no, what defeated the elder was. I really like this part. Was time. He couldn't win against the weakness that comes with age, which I was like, that's interesting. That's an interesting take (laughs) on, on, uh, on the how this fight was won, age. Okay, I mean he is the elder, I suppose. You think that would? Uh, you think that would have changed the? It would have well, been because he was over aggressive or something. Was where I thought they were going to go. Well, I think he was more referring to like how age changed both of them. Like mm. as the elder progressed through age, it wasn't like his physical weakness that brought him down. It was that he really developed this. Um, philosophy and just kept getting more and more aggressive and going, you know, towards the dark side, and that really caused his downfall. Otherwise, the our Jedi, his going further and f- further towards the light side philosophy, um, aged in a way that showed him, you know, s- be slower, be more compassionate take advantage right. of opportunities well, there's also that's very true there's also this thing that he goes on to say of like power isn't forever but this idea that um you can't you have to when you are powerful know that it's only temporary which is something that the elder refused to acknowledge and, and and held on to and clinged on to for hundreds of years. And then the Padawan asked a question that I thought was a great reply where he says, are you saying that power is meaningless? To which the master goes, no, with power, you can protect those that don't have it. 
but you have to acknowledge that it's impermanent. And then the fact that there's a master Padawan dynamic in this episode as well is important of like it, it kind of passes down and you're part of this cycle of life. And that I is the that serenity. Was, and knowing yeah. that is the Jedi way. Which, I think that was a clunky way of like yes. saying Jedi have no attachments and stuff. And that, that I didn't love. It, they, I get what they were going for, but I kind of like the the underlying sentiment more of that. Like, I I believe our uh, Jedi, the Master, believes he would have lost the fight in his prime because he would have been overly powerful and overly aggressive. Yeah. Instead of calm that, I collected. thought was a weird piece. What I think, you know. Again, I think the theme is a little bit half-baked. I think they were super close to nailing it and and just kind of went a few steps short. What I think needed to happen here is like, look, you have this other theme of master and apprentice and passing down power. And I don't think there was any example of that in this story. Um, Well, the Sith, the, the Bane line of Sith do that. So and and there you're right. There's like I said, if you put a little extra on it, and like I said, you know, dig a little deeper with what they the dialogue was, it comes out really good. Right. But it was so close to they just missed so the mark. Close. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. there was opportunity. Like instead of the Padawan facing him, losing, throwing a lightsaber at the last second, all of which didn't really contribute to developing the theme you could have taken those opportunities to come up with different things that come along the lines of again aggression and the cyclical nature of power yeah by playing on their master apprentice dynamic i don't know how you would do that necessarily you would need to somehow i think i think it plays on like so you have your line of sith and then you have your master and apprentice padawan um this elder kind of removed himself from that equation and he ended up dying because of it you know mm-hmm. what i mean so that's kind of a dynamic that i think they were going for too like look he right. removed himself from um this type of relationship and it was part you know one of the reasons of his downfall right. here we have this dynamic going on and it's one of the reasons why right. we're still alive the reason for his downfall is he did you know, not pass on that power to someone who was younger more in their prime physically who could take on the knowledge of that power to be more strong right because he's saying like his skill and experience combined with youth would have been very dangerous but he wasn't part of this cycle of life he kept holding on to it and ultimately he became too old he was drawing on more than he could uh you he was cashing more checks than he could pay and ended up losing and Mm -hmm. that is kind of what they're trying to shoehorn into the end of this and they they're successful there's like three or four themes that they're going for at the end and you know maybe it's a translation error or something you know just something didn't like i think they did a good job i just think the actions like this stuff that happened i don't know why there was it was so front-loaded on well you have to remember and then back-loaded with like well, a I, weird, I think it's like the whole something that didn't just hit. Yeah. Because the um, we don't have actual subtitles, which I, I said in one of our first episodes that I absolutely detest. We have English closed captions, which is um, just the English text written out on the screen. And it is not a, transla- a direct translation mm-hmm. of the Japanese dialogue. It is the script translated, and then it's that. And I think that there's, a, there's examples in a bunch of these... Um, episodes where I think we're just slightly missing the mark because it wasn't translated well and I really think that is a a huge like an easy thing that Disney really 
screwed up on. Like, how do you make this whole series and then you have, don't even have real subtitles for those who want them? And uh, I don't think it's a perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, they had beautiful subtitles in the behind the scenes for like the two seconds that they show the Japanese one. Because those are subtitles. Like, not why didn't captions. you have those? Yes. The whole uh-huh. for the whole show. <laughs> like, why did you stop and then just rely on the same? Trend like the same yeah. subtitle mechanics you do for everything when this is supposed it's, yeah, it's to be translated. Very strange. It's uh, very strange. Even yeah. Netflix like does real subtitles. They have English closed captions, which are for people that need. You know, it's when you see like a robot beeping. That's for that comes up in parentheses for somebody who can't hear. That's not subtitles. That's closed mm-hmm. captions, and it's not a perfect translation. They really missed the mark on that. Um, and uh, it's odd because Netflix has done subtitles incredibly well. And um, I don't know. This was a huge project for them. And it seems like it wouldn't have been that expensive or that hard to really do it. Yeah, I agree. It's it, and, Ultimately, oh, sorry, it I, wasn't like super horrible. It took me out of it sometimes. And like this, I, this is not the first time we've said something was clunky and it felt like it missed the mark. And it might have not missed the mark if we, you know, were, if we understood Japanese. So. Right, right. So, I mean, I also it also annoyed me that Netflix default is the subtitles and this wasn't. So, right. Netflix is doing their anime game a little better than Disney. Right. I I can see that and I at the end of the day, I think this was a very strong showing for the series. Oh, for sure. I love this And episode. I thought the themes were like really good ideas. I just think that the only reason that I'm even coming with this caveat is because I enjoyed it so much and I just wanted more out of it. I was like, man, if they really went back and took these themes about the cyclical nature of power and combined that somehow with the Master Apprentice as well as this whole idea of Elder being your villain, like there's, it's all in there already. And just changing a few things could have really brought it yeah. into like capital L literature stuff like it could yeah, have been I mean, really they good <laughs> themes for a real movie or film and, yeah. and they tried to do it in 15 minutes so you can't really blame them too much you right, know what I mean right. like they like you said I mean they have real you know some of these episodes do have you know themes metaphors and stuff like that that goes much deeper than um, a lot of Star Wars or a lot of just general media really mm-hmm. and um, seeing some of that and dissecting it is one of the my favorite parts of the series because it's something we don't usually get to do too much agreed so overall this was a terrific showing I was Loved a huge yeah. fan great episode and yeah we've only got two more left at this point so yeah, it's it's nearing the end yeah All right, well, uh, we'll see you for the next Visions episode, guys. Yes, thank you all for listening. Greatly appreciate that. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday, and then it'll be Visions Tuesday again before you know it. Yeah, see ya. Goodbye. Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Roger, roger.